nice, beautiful. I'm getting sounds. Can you hear yourself? I can hear myself. Yeah, nice. very professional. Very nice. Very nice. All right. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Jameson on the Rocks podcast. Today we have Mr. Bradley Reeves with us. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing quite well. How are you, Jameson? <laughs> I'm so good. I'm happy to see you, man. It's been too long. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, man. I'm glad you could, we could work out a date. You're the first guest of 21. Wow. And I you're know. the 20th episode. I mean, That's come fair. on. That's, That's pretty fair. nice, right? Can't beat that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad to have you. We're going to talk about a shit ton of music things today, I'm sure. Um, don't really have any topics at hand. I'm sure we'll just figure them out, but... um. What have you been doing? You well, give us a little backstory on your music. You know what I mean? Like I know you've played in some bands, of course. You worked at the Forty Wad. You do something with the Truckers, right? Is yes. that still a thing? Yes. I guess um, you can go in chronological order, though. I didn't mean to cut in front, but you know what I mean. Just get us started. Sure. So um, I've basically had one band uh, per year that I've been here. <laughs> and you've been here four years, three years. Yeah, it's my fourth. Yeah. Um, so freshman year was this band called Darsana. We weren't all that good, but we do have some stuff out on streaming services. Um, I was pretty impressed by that. We got what kind of music out. you talking? Kind of like indie pop bedroom stuff. Very cool. Um, I didn't even know that. I didn't even know you'd done that. That's awesome. You know, it was a while ago. I don't talk too much about it anymore. So it's but, your uh, secret. Your secret band mm-hmm. pass. Uh, well, because ever since then, I've moved much more towards, like, harder stuff. And it's like, that's what I want to, like, have out there, you know? You're hiding your pop past? Yes, sir, yes, sir. There's nothing wrong with that. Keep going. What was next? Uh, then sophomore year was this band called Peter Street. Peter Street. That's a cool name. Um, that's probably the shortest-lived one. Yeah. We didn't get anything out on streaming services. Gotcha. The band just kind of fell apart. Which after happens. We- we had this terrible, terrible show at uh, Georgia Tech SAE. Oh, yeah? They hired us um, for $500, Damn. and it, it was the worst thing we've ever done. Our lead singer just got way too hammered, finished a fifth on stage. No! It was bad. Yeah. Um, was it a three-hour gig, I assume? Like a cover band gig kind of thing? That's yeah. Cool. yeah. Uh, and they gave us $200, and honestly, I was surprised they gave us that. Because <laughs> basically what ended up happening was he just got too drunk to perform in the first place. Uh, so Gotcha, gotcha. He, he just had to go somewhere else in the house. And then the four of us just kind of played yeah. with two guitar players, a drummer, and a bass player. No singer. We just kind of like played our songs. That's so but, classic, man. But Love it was fun. Yeah. So that band kind of like transformed into my junior year band okay. with three of those members, including myself. Honeymoon Handshake, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. I remember this band. I remember seeing you guys. That was cool. And that was and that was definitely a big step. What were you guys considered, like genre-wise? Were you, uh, I don't even know what, I mean, just like. Rock, Southern Rock, something we're like that. We're a rock and roll band. Yeah, you rock, right? We definitely had some like indie vibes, I would uh-huh. say. Mostly just because our singer um, had a much kind of like softer voice. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really good though. Just yeah? better suited for like I remember like, thinking that he was good. Stuff. Yeah, okay, like okay. It. I remember you ripping a solo at Noosey Space. I was like, I, I, I could play. Thanks, dog. I appreciate that. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> how long did that last? What happened with that? Uh, well, one of the members graduated. Yeah, that's a bummer. Uh, well, two, actually. And it was just me and the bass player, and I kind of could tell that we both kind of wanted to do different yeah. things. Gotcha. Um, that's understandable. Yeah. You know I mean, yeah. It's very reasonable. amicable. It's it was, so hard to find people that are into exactly what you're into, I've always thought. Especially at Is the that same just me? time. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like... Somebody who's just like just right there with exactly what you like to listen to, which is crazy. But it uh, really is like like you're dating. It, that's exactly. That I always say that, man. Thing. I was like, dude, it's like having three girlfriends or four girlfriends, depending on how many people mm-hmm. in the band. But it's like the same thing. Like it's crazy, man. I'm glad you said that because I say that all the time. But it's mm-hmm. when done properly, apparently it works nicely. Oh yeah. But yeah. So honeymoon handshake. 
when does this end? I mean, I kind of remember it. Ended it. Around, uh, maybe, about a year ago, I think. Say last fall, last December. Yeah, I think it was the end. It was like December last December, maybe okay. November okay. or so. Um, and then honestly, that was one of my biggest uh, periods with music right after that, just yeah. because up until then I was really doing kind of simple stuff, um, mm-hmm. music theory wise. Yeah. Uh, and just using like as much delay and reverb as possible <laughs> to cover up all my mistakes. And after that, I just realized I wanted to be in a band that was better than Honeymoon yeah. Handshake. Nothing against Honeymoon yeah, Handshake. No, it was a great band. That's a lot. natural progression. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. And so I just worked on learning as much as I could. Yeah especially around uh, funk music, which yeah. is like my new favorite I know you, I know, I've heard you talk about world. this. You're into the funk now, right? Yes, sir. When so you the, say funk, what do you mean? Like, uh, educate me on uh, someone who doesn't know funk very well. So, um, well, in the 70s, there was a huge, huge, huge movement mm-hmm. uh, towards funk, mostly oh, yeah. with, or my favorite funk band from that period was definitely Funkadelic. Funkadelic. Um, I've definitely heard of them. I just haven't listened. I'm going to write them down. They're one of my favorites. One of my favorite things about them is they approach to music in more of like a collective mindset. So uh-huh. instead of having just like a four-person band, like this is the band and this is what we do. Yeah. Uh, they, I think they really, really popularized the idea of having just a big ass band and, and playing with as many Kinda people like as dead. possible. Isn't oh the yeah, dead, same very, concept, very right? similar idea. Yeah. Okay. Right. I think that's cooler. And so like whenever they'd be in a new city, they would bring out as many people as they knew from that city to come that's play awesome. with them, like different horns, yeah. guitar players, all sorts of things. So is it, is it like a jam thing too? Like, do they jam a lot or is it like, like they, here's a three minute song and they play it or so much more <laughs> the first. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. I think they definitely had a large part in creating the jam scene because that's just what that's awesome. jam is all about playing mm-hmm. with as many people, like not being exclusive or anything like yeah, that. Everyone's awesome. invited to play, you know, that's very cool. I like that about it. I think that's very nice. And I like it's I think it's impressive like just some of the the talent that these fucking guys have to just go like play. Okay. It's like just walk up there and like all right, whatever they play, I'm going to play mm-hmm. with them. That's kind of ballsy, I think. I've always thought at least. Oh yeah, for sure. But uh I'm I'm used to like having my 3 minute like I know what I'm going to do here. Mm-hmm. And I kind of do it and I'll throw something here and there, but like But you there's know beauty I mean? in that. There's beauty in yeah. all all of these things. I'd say so. Yeah, it's very cool. I've been trying to actually I think it was maybe it was you that was educating or not educate me, but just telling me about the jam thing one night and I was like, man, I really need Probably to get was. into that. I, th- I think it was you cuz we were talking about nugs. Mm-hmm. Nugs, right? Yeah. It, I think it was you. Because yeah, I was cool. like, damn, this is kind of interesting. I need to get into it. And I've been I've been getting more and more into it, but I haven't I haven't fully converted over yet. I'm not mm-hmm. a full Jam, 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 hammy, or what, what, that what works. Do you, what do you call it? What's some, give me some jam ham slang. What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you call yourself? Uh, let's is say there any? the <laughs> most common term is probably a wook, but a that wook? also goes for uh, EDM people. Honestly, it primarily probably goes for w- EDM people. W o o k. Yes, as in like wookie. And it's not like a derogatory term yeah. in the slightest. Some people use it that way. How does it go for EDM and jam? Uh, well, because lots of those people are the same fans. That's one thing that I've mm-hmm. learned from uh, working at the 40 Watt. Mm-hmm. People who like jam band music tend to like just about everything. That's cool. There's I people like who enjoy music and are yeah. satisfied with basically anything. Um, I respect I, that. Yeah, for sure. I try to be like that. Like, I try to not be like, oh, I don't like that genre. I, I try. It was a good song. It's a good fucking song. I don't care what genre it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can learn something from all. Genres. Absolutely, yeah. I'd agree. I'd agree. So, okay, you said um, I got lost there for a second. All right, funk, funkadelic. That's what you're talking about, right? Yes. So they kind of came on the whole collective jam thing, and that any other bands in that era that you're big into that I need to listen to? 
Because I haven't, a lot of people talk about the funk thing, and I haven't, like, tried to dive into it yet. I've been trying to dive into the jam, but it's kind of the same thing, right? I would look up Similar. Sly and the Family Stone. Um, and then, honestly, Pink Floyd, especially from uh-huh. uh, the Echoes period. I've seen a lot of debate about this. Is Pink Floyd a jam band? I've seen a lot of that. Is it? I mean, what would you say? So my only criteria when it comes to what a jam man is and what a jam man is not mm-hmm. is just improvisation. Okay. I feel like lots of people compare like a jam band to just like any band that has like guitar, bass, drums, keys, maybe some horns. And I can see that. Like yeah. occasionally organ. has a, yeah. And then occasionally <laughs> has like a guitar solo that goes longer in like 30 seconds. Um, <laughs> and that's not exactly what it is. <laughs> I would definitely say there are aspects of Pink Floyd that helped begin the jam band movement, but okay. I wouldn't classify Pink Floyd as a jam band, with the okay. exception of their earlier years with Sid Barrett, because that yeah. stuff was, was sort of jam. Yeah. But I would say most of that was just because they didn't really know what they're playing, and they're just kind of like doing it as opposed <laughs> to where they went later in their career, you know, with like yeah. Wish We Were in Dark Side. Yeah, memory. Dark Side and stuff. Very, I guess, calculated, right? Mm-hmm. But freaking awesome. Yeah, very cool. I knew you like Pink Floyd. Oh, yeah. I heard Money last night on the radio. I was like, yeah, it's a good song. I think it's, oh, yeah, Money, right? Money. <laughs> I like the, the little change noises in it. Mm-hmm. Like the little slot machines. Oh, no, that's just a hit, but who cares? Hey, song. it's a great song. It's a great song, yes. Okay. Favorite Floyd album? Just curious. Uh, Wish You Were Here, for Wish sure. Wish You Were Yeah, dude, the cover on that one is so sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the guy on fucking fire, that's awesome. I have a shirt with it on it, too. That and maybe oh, like man. Animals. And of course, mm-hmm. Dark Side. But Wish You Were mm-hmm. Here is definitely like my personal favorite. I remember you're the band that came to George Theater. I think it was a Pink Floyd cover band. I think I saw you there. Oh. What was that? Do you remember the name of that place? Or the band, I think it's it's something echoes. Interstellar Echoes. Interstellar Echoes. That's it. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I thought they were cool from what I could see. Oh yeah, for sure. What do you think? I absolutely loved them. I think I've seen them two or three times really? in the theater. And okay. all every single time you'll see me just in the crowd with just my eyes vibing. closed and just the lights are the lights are killer. Uh, when did when did Floyd? I don't know that much technically about him. When did the whole lights thing become a thing with them? Was that part of their live show, or is that like a laser yes, Floyd thing? Yes. So uh, they're one of the first bands to really really get into it, and I can't remember mm-hmm. exactly what the guy's name is, but um, the like rock and roll light show started uh-huh. up like in the mid '60s when this guy started mixing oil and water, like different color yeah. uh, colors of water. Um, on like a projector screen and then projecting oh. it up like behind people. Yeah. So the fir- like lots of the first big shows that Pink Floyd played were at what's called the UFO Club, spelled mm-hmm. UFO. Uh-huh. Um, and they would just improvise while they had all these crazy, crazy lights on them. Really? And it was kind of like a widespread, so widespread like a- known thing that everyone would just come and do a it- fuck ton of LSD. <laughs> and- <laughs> So that was like the beginning of it, and that's it's slowly definitely like evolved. a vibe changer with the lights because yes, yes. they, they had the whole light set up for that band, and I was like, damn, I mean, this is kind of crazy. Very looking impressive, there. very cool. Okay, so I didn't know that's how it started. What what period does this start? Is this like is there a certain album that this starts happening at? Do you know? Not to get with too deep. Their on the floor, earliest, but... earliest. Stuff. Oh yeah, okay, like okay. Saucer full of secrets. And... That's awesome. Okay, good to know. I'm gonna write that down too because I was curious about that. That's a cool album. I think that's the last that has Sid Barrett on it. Okay, and then David Gilmore. Take the Gilmore. Okay. Sweet. All right. Where was I at? Okay. Got three bands from the funk. All right. Nice. So, where was I going with this? What else you listen to? You listen to funk? I'm sure you're into some other stuff. What you got jamming around in there? Just just throw them on me. 
So I am massively, massively obsessed with Umphreys McGee. Ah. By far my favorite band. I'm going to have to write them down. Yeah, I hear a lot about this in the uh, Athens Jam Ham chat. I see, I'm seeing them in there cow. all the time. They are... What are they? So um, they're six-piece from South Bend, Illinois, and they do absolutely every style of music. Really? Um, you funk, don't see a lot of reggae. bands out of South Bend, do you? Or South Bend, right? Not that I know of, yeah, but I've it's not that far them. from Chicago. So okay. they also kind of treat that as like gotcha. their base as their well. Base. Um, but they just do every style of music that you yeah. could possibly consider. And they usually hit on just about every genre um, in every live show they play. But like That's their awesome. main thing is definitely like the heavier, harder, progressive rock. Um, really? They definitely get like some metal. Damn, I didn't know that. I kind of thought of them as like the like Southern rock kind of. Southern Rock Jam kind of. I never listened to them. They do everything. And that's like the confusing thing about them because you could just listen to like one One song song by them and you'd be like, oh, okay, they're that kind of band. I've seen some clips of them on Facebook and it was like uh, more softer stuff, I guess. Mm -hmm. But I haven't seen many. Like I haven't divulged in yet, if that's a word. What I like about them most is, so I like heavy metal, like harder harder mm -hmm. rock stuff. Me too. A lot of it has just really like screaming vocals. And I'm personally not mm. all that into that side of metal. Whereas yeah. Umphreys McGee, the lead singer, Brennan Bayless, is like, he's basically like an indie rock singer. Yeah. Like a softer voice. Don't get me wrong. Like he can, he can do some harder stuff, but. Um, like I never would have guessed that they were heavy at all. Oh, they it's get. Not, like Umphreys McGee sounds like such a Southern rock jam band. Name yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? You wouldn't expect it at all. Well, shit, I'm going to have to listen to them then, man. I'm yeah, I'd say that's like probably their most. That's their biggest genre, I'd mm-hmm. say. Like, if I had to put yeah. it on one genre, it'd be progressive metal. But, like, they do Damn. all sorts of songs in their set. And what I love about them, another thing that I love about them is that, like, they have lots of, like, softer, happier moments, mm-hmm. like, feel-good moments in their sets. Yeah. Uh, but they will always follow them up with just the most insane, <laughs> tightly knit <laughs> progressions, like, unlike anything you've ever heard before. That's cool. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm going to have to listen to them. Do you have any suggestions on... Albums or live live shows or anything like that for the so day? They're actually an outlier. Most jam bands is kind of just like the cliche that you uh-huh. got to listen to them live. Their studio yeah. albums aren't all that good. Live but Umphreys has some like some really, good studio really good albums. Yeah. Um, yes, but their live shows are definitely the way to go. So what they do is every year they uh, allow all their fans to vote on different versions of um, different songs for each year. And then they release like a whole... That's sweet. Live album from that's the year. That's very cool. That's, oh, yeah. I, I kind of want to do that. What do they call it? Is it like 2020 Collection or something? They're called Hall of Fames, then the Damn, year. They just sweet. released the 2021. It's like it's pretty sweet? Very, All right, yeah. well, I'm going to have to listen to that. So they record everything they do. I guess that's kind of the yes. thing with jam bands, right? Like they just mm-hmm. record everything and they go ahead and put it out, yep. right, no matter what? Yep. I think that's awesome because oh, yeah. like, I'd, I'd be like digging through the YouTube looking for stuff you know, mm-hmm. from bands in the 70s or whatever. And why wouldn't you though? You know, like why not? Like who cares? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like I don't really get the whole like people having vaults full of shit. Like just vaults full. Just of... Get it out there. Yeah, What's like, the who purpose of having cares? music if, you, if people aren't going to hear it? Exactly. Like, like what are you saving it for? Like we like we want to hear it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I guess maybe that's starting to go away some. Hopefully, uh, I know a lot of people are doing like the demo releases and like the uh, what do you call them? like a 25th anniversary album? Yeah, you know, they do the demo. That's so cool. I think that's cool too. I love listening to those live ones. And they don't have to be amazing, you know what I mean? Like, not all of them have to be like just masterful live productions, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But I'll listen to anything if it's out, you know what I mean? Just try yeah. it if it's a cool band. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's cool. Um, that That's a good idea. I wish I could I wish I could record every show I play, you know what I mean? Like, I wish, don't yeah. you wish you had every show you ever play recorded? That'd be incredible. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? God, it'd be so fun. I mean, it's like, just to listen back two years ago, that'd be oh, nice. Yeah. And uh, we, we actually did get our last show recorded, which is great because I just fucking 
dove into the stems. I was like, yeah, this mm-hmm. is awesome. I'll listen to this in like five years, and it'll be like, yes, yeah. that was so It'll much take fun. you right back to where yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I'm great, great, great. I love live recordings, man. I'm big on those. So, you said they do have studio albums I should check out, or check out yes. the live first? Uh, I would check out live first, yeah. but I mean, they're both Can't go wrong incredible. with either? yeah. Okay. Which, which studio album would you suggest? I'm taking notes here. Uh, Zonky. Zonky. How do you spell it? <laughs> uh, like Donkey, but just with a Z. Oh, nice. I was going to spell it like Zoinks with a Y. <laughs> Zoinky. That's Zoinky. Okay, yeah. That and then maybe uh, Local Band does okay. It's their mm-hmm. first album. Some of their greatest songs on there. That's a cool album name. Local yeah. Band. <laughs> See, that's one thing that I like about them. They don't take themselves all that seriously. Like, their yeah. music can be, like, very, very intense and serious, but, yeah. like, they're always up there just laughing and having that's a good awesome. time. I love that. I love that. It's much better than... I, I don't... Well, another thing about jam bands is a lot of them don't really move around the stage. You ever notice that? It's kind of like a static thing. Would you agree or disagree? Uh, for the most part, yeah. yes. Mostly because uh, they're just focused on like, yeah, like they're, they're just doing shit and like in my that's my least favorite part about it because I like people running around and shit. But like I know you like that, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But like it's it's just kind of my shtick, I guess. But like I just wish some of them would move more, mm. but not their thing, so they don't have to, obviously. But just an observation. <laughs> so. I'm Freeze McGee. I think we covered that pretty well. That's dope. I'm definitely going to listen to them, Pink Floyd. All right, sweet. So we can get back to your music. I didn't mean to stray too far, but oh, that no, was no, fun. No. That was fun. Um, what What is in, in your playing? You said you've been going into theory a lot more, right? Or music theory, right? Like just kind of you're trying to learn more scales? Or what are you trying to do with it? Like a better understanding of so you can jam better? Yes. So that's what I'm finding. Like all these bands that I love, like I'm Freeze McGee, Goose, Fish, mm-hmm. um, Lots of what they're doing is based off of not necessarily changing the key, but changing the mode or like the tonal okay. center of where yeah. they are. That's interesting. Um, so you'll start off one song and one focusing on one note in a scale, and then mm-hmm. next for the next um, transition or something, you'll switch to focusing. See, how do you guys do that without knowing you're going to do it? Or do you guys like do you have your mode set that you're going to change to? You know what I mean? I assume well, you don't. Sometimes right? transitions are like that, but yeah. what most big jam bands will do is off hand signals. Oh, um, okay. And I mean, I don't know for sure, but I've seen Umphreys do it in a way that would definitely lead me to believe they have different hand signals that relate to. Um, different intervals in music, okay, okay. which so obviously like correspond, fifths, yes, and sevenths, and which cor- all correspond to just the different modes. So that's how okay. they switch lots of the time, I think. A minor, yeah. <laughs> but still, it's like mind blowing. I have no idea how they do that. Yeah, all that's crazy. on the fly, everyone yeah. knows exactly what to play next. Well, is Umphreys? Do they have a set lineup? Yeah, you know, what I mean? they're not like it's a collective thing, right? Yeah, they got a six piece. Um, but another one of those elements that I like is just having. I mean, yeah, having like your your basis of mm-hmm. five, six, seven people, or however many. Yeah. Um, and then just again, whenever you're in a new city, playing with whoever you can. That's one one That's thing cool. Umphreys does all the time. Yeah. Just about every show or every other show, they'll have someone come up, especially if they're doing like a festival set. Uh, they'll yeah. almost always they bring people somebody. up and. Well, that's cool. I mean, it, it seems like it'd be tough to do it without your base unit, though, right? Don't you think? Yeah, so that's like, that's definitely hard. So, like, the guys are kind of just hopping on with the base unit, right? Like, mm-hmm. the, the usual six guys, right? That seems like it'd be easier. Because, like, you... Then, like, I couldn't imagine just play, not playing with a... Or playing with a drummer I didn't really know. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. In well, they opinion. almost always keep Chris Myers on the kit. Gotcha. their main okay. drummer. So, like, sometimes they'll... They tend to only add. Like, I've seen them uh, do, for example... Um, Phil Esch came to a show, I think oh, it was yeah. in 2016, maybe. Um, and Humphreys is definitely more uh, like Zappa 
mm-hmm. than like dead ish. I would <laughs> yeah. say according okay. according yeah. to them, not to me actually. <laughs> um, and he asked if he could come uh-huh. come play with them like during their set break. Um, and keep in mind, like the band doesn't know all that much. Grateful Dad, and he yeah. came out there and replaced Ryan Stasek, who's their bass player. And really? right when I saw it, I was a little bit w- worried just because, like, if I was one of those musicians, I'd be nervous. Considering, yeah. all right, we're playing this with this new rhythm section we've never played before. But you know, obviously, the recording was absolutely they incredible to pull it off That's entirely. Awesome. What What'd you say? What year was that? I think it was 2016. If you look up just Umphreys with the Dead, you'll probably find it. They've also played with Bob Weir. I'm pretty sure. Okay, okay. For the Dead, I've I've been. That was one of the main ones I've been trying to get into. And I saw this. You might have seen it. There's this ski video online that's, like, dead-themed. And, like, they, they worked on it together somehow. A ski video? Yeah, like, it's, well, maybe not ski, I guess, but, like, snowboard. It's, like, a like a, just a vibey 30-minute video where um, dead music is playing and, like, they're skiing through crazy mountains and shit. And, like, somehow the dead had something to do with it. Like, they worked on it together. But it was really cool. I was like, okay, this makes sense. Yeah. Like when I when I saw it and I heard it, I was like, all right, I can get I can get down with this. Yeah, please send that to me. That's I will. Cool. I will. It's it's really cool. Watch. I thought it's in like some crazy state with like huge mountains and just they're just skiing around to the dead. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. So that's like the perfect vibe. So yeah, I've been trying to understand them more. I like the song. I think it might be their most popular one. Which whichever one says, uh, "We will get by, we will survive." What's the name of that song? Do you know that one? Oh, we'll survive. Uh, trucking. <laughs> what is it called? Trucking. I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. Is that their biggest one? Uh, like Arguably, that, maybe like Casey Jones or okay. uh, Casey Jones. Yeah, one of the two. Gotcha. All right. Well, I'm not super deep in on them yet either, but I'm trying. I'm working on it. Yeah, that's the thing about the dead. Unfortunately, just it takes a minute. Yeah. To, just because there's so much there, you know. Yeah, there was a dead band that came to theater. It might have been the same night as the Pink Floyd. Do you remember this band? A bit. Well, dead I'm pretty cover? sure that band. Okay, I think Interstellar Echoes is only Pink Floyd, maybe, but I know there's another one that comes to the theater all the time that does both. Okay, it, God, I feel like it might have been them. Well, maybe they're no. Like, that's Cosmic Charlie. That's it. Yeah, I've Cosmic heard Charlie them. does. I both. saw them too, and at the time, I didn't really get it. But I will admit, I was a lot less open minded for the whole jam thing back then. Mm-hmm. But I, I've warmed up to it, so I want to see them again now. Oh yeah, <laughs> I can't the wait until shows. We see them again. Yeah. Dude, oh, oh my God. God, man! Any word from the forty watt? I know you got your eyes on the on the inside in there, right? Absolutely nothing. Nothing, bro. That's nothing depressing, bro. Nothing on the books. The forty watt isn't even doing like private events. What? Yeah. I figured they would. I mean, be doing live streams or something. Well, I mean, there's no money in that, I guess. But like, actually, I think they might have done one yeah? of those. Um, but I mean, nothing. What are your thoughts on the live stream? Do you like live streams? Uh, I think it's incredible, like a way for artists to make money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not the same as being yeah. a show, but it's fuck like... all those people who complain about it. Like, obviously, <laughs> like, obviously, we want to be doing that, but like, it's okay that we do this in, in the time being. I mean, know? this is way better than nothing, I yeah, think. Exactly. And I've I've done a couple. They're fun. You ever done one? Yeah. Yeah, it's fun, aren't they? I mean, and the whole to... I love drivings too. Yeah. I just Wait. think. Oh yeah, like driving shows. Yeah. Did you go to the Springhouse one? No, I couldn't because I, I wanted was... to go to. What was I doing? That I think day? it was holiday season. Like holidays were starting. I had to go home. Anyways, I went to an Umphreys one. Yeah. Uh, back in October, 
Was and it like I mean, a legit drive-in or like you yeah. had a booth? Well, was it uh, the Atlanta Motor Speedway? Oh, okay, cool. That's awesome. And it was just kind of the deal. Like you have two parking spots, one for your car, and then mm-hmm. one for you guys to just kind of like hang out. I think that's awesome. Yeah. I'll, I'll I mean, take that any day over no show. That's oh, great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't ideal. Like I wish it could have been like right up close. <laughs> shoulder but I mean, to shoulder, yes. I mean, that's a hell of a lot better than <laughs> nothing, you know? Yeah, man. I'm not hating on it, man. I, I'm thinking that like eventually, I, I talked about this on another podcast. I think the live stream thing is going to be like a... Um, like well, I don't. I guess that maybe the the big bands, the jam bands, might already be doing this. But like, they play live, and do they stream it too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I think that's awesome. So Nugs.net has been doing a lot of that. Like they year. stream it live. Yes. As a, I think that's so cool. Like, mm-hmm. why not? You know, I mean, it's more content. I mean, people get to watch. I mean, and plus then you get to see because lots of the time um, bands will have these streams like in really cool locations, or mm-hmm. they'll even show like their practice space, like their home yeah. base, like their HQ. That's awesome. And I think that's. Like, so cool. With yeah. that, we had a couple, like, we did a Mavericks one, and, mm-hmm. like, the venue they had was, like, super, super cool. I mean, Sweet. obviously, I'd rather be right up close, I mean, yeah. but, again, for the time being, we'll that take is it. We'll take more it. I than mean, okay. I mean, even after, I could see it still being a thing, you know? Like, people mm-hmm. doing an occasional live stream on Wednesdays or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Actually, yesterday, I was thinking about it because I, I just wanted to play, you know? And uh, I reached out to Flickr. I don't know if you've seen Flickr's been doing them. Have you seen that? No. What have they been doing? Uh, they've been doing like little, just like like David Barbie did one. He live streamed him playing bass with somebody and um, stuff like that. I reached out to him. I was like, I mean, can I can I come do one? Or like, you know what I mean? Like, just like, can we come play and record it and live stream it? And like, hey, this Saturday night, we're going to live stream. Everybody tune in if you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. Don't you? I mean, oh, yeah, we get to play. Sure. And we, I mean, it's like a practice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a practice in front of people. So, and then you, you got to have somebody on there like, Talking back to people like, what's up, Bradley, you piece of shit, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I love what's that up? too. I've yeah. done a couple, uh, I've re-downloaded Instagram to do a couple Instagram lives, just yeah. me and the acoustic guitar, and yeah. uh, it's so much fun, but honestly kind of hard to focus, just because the entire time you're like, trying to casually read yeah. what people are saying yeah. in there, and you know, they're just trying to distract <laughs> And you're like staring, but you're trying to play too, but it's fun. Oh, yeah. I, I did one when, uh, when Eddie Van Halen died, I was like, I'm going to play every Van Halen riff I can, and that was fun. People were sending bunch of songs that like you, you didn't expect your friends to know so i was like all right this is cool i'm cool with this i got no beef with live streams hmm. i think it'll be the future like people somebody's gonna come play the georgia theater and they're gonna have their camera set up in the middle and they're gonna live stream it and they're gonna have a guy hired who's commenting back like yada 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 here's yes. what's next i think that's gonna be cool so that's my prediction not very bold but it seems obvious i think oh yeah content it's coming next yeah okay so i don't even know where i was going <laughs> what were we talking about before that oh 40 watt 40 watt yes okay so tell us how you got into the 40 watt How'd you penetrate those walls? Well, I actually started at the Georgia Theater. I didn't know this. Yes. Doing what? Booking? Uh, no, I worked as a marketing intern for like a month or two, and then I was fired. Really? Uh-oh. Yes. For what? What'd you do, you crazy guy? So, all this being said, I love <laughs> everything about the Georgia Theater. I love everyone who works at the Georgia Theater, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say how it was. Go ahead, man. So, um... First off, I had to work pretty hard to get the internship in the first place. Yeah. I just emailed I imagine it's competitive. Emily, who's the uh, director of marketing, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I just emailed her like 15 times. Finally <laughs> got an interview yeah. and then got yeah. the position. Um, and quite honestly, it wasn't exactly what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. I was expecting to do something more along the lines of what I do for the 40 Watt now, but yeah. it was... It was mostly uh, just like grunt work and Entry cleaning level. and things like that, yeah. which I understand. I mean, you got to put yeah. in your time. That's just kind of what your first uh, bit's going to be like when you're working for a venue or someplace mm-hmm. cool in the music industry. I could totally see that. Um, 
And after several shifts, I asked if I was um, going to be paid because the shifts were like sort of long. And uh, when I was told no, I was yeah. just kind of like, oh, okay. I mean, that's not really a big deal. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not here for the money or anything. And then the next shift I came in, um, and my boss told me that apparently some higher ups heard that, like, I asked about it and something about my attitude and. What? Come yeah, on. I was I was let go, and Lush. that was that was a very rough moment yeah. in the Bradley Reeves life <laughs> experience so far. Um, There's nothing wrong with that though, man. I mean, I mean, if you're working long shifts, dude. I've like, like I I saw like the people that were interning through like in bus there. They're working these like fat shifts, and I'm I'm working too. And they do like, a lot. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, fuck, dude. I don't know if I'd want to do that for free. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. I love music. I love going to Georgia Theater and everything, but like I don't I don't want to go there for free for ten hours, you know what I mean? <laughs> or something like lot. that. But uh well it, it, if anything, you keep it on your resume. You probably could. You could probably get away with it. Probably. Like might <laughs> not list the, the time dates or something like that. <laughs> That's funny. So then how do you get from there to forty watt though? I so, assume internship as well or no? Oh uh, well basically. Um yeah. it's pretty informal, honestly. I just started emailing the incredible Valina Vigo. Mm-hmm. Um Who's the, Such a nice lady. Oh yeah, she's for so sure. nice. Yes. One of the nicest people I've met in the Athens music scene. Yeah, easily. Um, I found her email just through the forty watt page, and I sent her a couple of emails, and she responded to one, and just asked me over to her house one day just to yeah. interview me, see what I was like. Um, and it went perfectly. She basically awesome. said like, "I'm looking for someone about your age, you know, just in yeah. college." Uh, who can help fill some of the smaller dates that I don't need, like some of the Mondays, Tuesdays. Of course, yeah, yeah. Uh, just with like low class. It's perfect for you. I mean, like, and that's dream come true, right? Yeah, I could. I know my eyes just lit <laughs> up, and I was like, "Holy cow! I want to do this! I want to do this! I want to yeah. do this right now!" And after that, she basically just said, "All right, um, you don't have to come in or anything, but yeah. whenever you get a show set up, uh, just tell me the dates, the uh-huh. ticket price, the." Bios. headlining bios yeah. everything like okay. band information and all that um so she honestly made it she couldn't have made it easier for me so yeah. after that That's point so nice. i just she would send me like an email with a bunch of open dates yeah far more than i probably deserve especially <laughs> just starting off um how old were you at the time 20 yeah yeah I mean, that's a shot was, in the dark for a big venue yeah not last summer but the summer before i believe mm. Um, and I was nervous as hell. <laughs> Holy cow! Thinking like, how am I gonna fill this venue? And, am I gonna sell tickets? <laughs> uh, but it's been nothing. It's but been pretty good. A blessing since yeah. then. I mean, obviously, the last couple months not included. Of course, but... uh, you'll be back to it. Um, so that's awesome. That's a good story. Uh, Valina, is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. How do you say it, Valina? Okay, mm-hmm. I've only met her a few times, but she came and talked in our class when I was like a freshman. It was like. Like music business intro, yeah. And I was with like, Lowry, yeah, with Lowry, and she was such a great. You show. know they're married, right? Yes, I do. Yes, I, I didn't that know now. that until like <laughs> much later. It took me. It took me a little while to figure it out. They didn't mention it when she came in and talked, but um, what was I gonna say about it? I remember just being like, "Damn, she's awesome!" Like, and like she was just talking to me about after class. I was like, "Man, I'm gonna ask her about the 41." And I was like, asking her, I was like, "You ever need any help or anything?" I gave her my mm-hmm. email and stuff, and I was like. Just curious, how many like tickets do you have to sell to get booked? She, I remember she said something like a hundred. I was like, oh shit, maybe I could play forty watt one day. And that was like four years ago, and mm-hmm. then you helped me out, goat. I see you appreciate out here. You, I see you out. I, see, I appreciate you, man. So that was full circle for me. But yeah, I've seen her a few times since then. She's always nice. Mm. That's that's all my comments on her. But yeah, it seems like you fit in really well there. You planning on staying or are you gonna graduate? As long as I can. Yeah. Um, I don't think there would be enough work for me to do to stay on, but. 
I mean, if they offered me a job, I, mean, I would yeah. accept in a heartbeat. <laughs> in a second, yeah. Cool. I mean, if anything, you could do part-time. I mean, I'm sure you could find some other work. Are you going to stay in Athens? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably be in Athens for the entirety of the next year, and hopefully yeah. we're able to have shows safely so. uh, by then. But Hopefully this year. I mean, nice. you never know. What yeah. I'm doing now is kind of like one of my main goals, like helping other yeah. people get to play shows and oh, places. Really? It's just oh, okay. it's so much you mean fun. Booking. You know? yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, you seem to be really good at it. And I, I know you. it's a lot of work because like I was going to ask you about this too. What's your uh, – run us through like the full booking process. You don't have to go too detailed or anything. But like for someone who doesn't understand the booking process, you know, like as the booker, I know you got to deal with some shit. You got to deal with some questions and shit and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Just, just tell me what the process is like of booking three college bands in Athens or out of town or you know what I mean whatever so well I definitely started off just doing uh student bands Mm -hmm. and at least at that level yeah yeah and at least at that level it is so much easier than you would think it's really just a matter of finding bands that you know um have Mm -hmm. some kind of fan base I can Um, see that yeah so at first it was really just me reaching out to all the people I knew Mm -hmm. in the music business program at Georgia uh, and just ask you know do you want to Play a show at some, Hell yeah. at some point at the party lot, and Hell I was surprised. Yeah. Like I got a very, very positive reaction to that. Um, Your Facebook friends started going up. And shit. Oh yeah, I got a good bit of messages after I updated like my job yeah. and photo or whatever. Um, and from there, at least on that level, the mm. only hard part is dealing with people who haven't played much live. Gotcha. Um, what do you mean by that? Like, a little more detail on that. Like, just because, like, some people don't really understand how, um, like, venue etiquette or exactly, yeah, okay, I could see that. Um, like, sometimes people can be a little rude over email and not in a way that you think they're like actually trying to be rude, just mm-hmm. in a way that you know, like, oh, okay, I don't think you've done this before, and you're probably gotcha. gonna get to the venue the day of the show, and the sound people are gonna be mean to you, yeah, and you're I gonna get kind of sad and butthurt about that. it. <laughs> um, I had a band one time. So what I did, what I usually do, at least for um, like small college bands mm-hmm. from here, is we put uh, three acts a night, just because you're real, you're almost definitely gonna hit the minimum of like a hundred people. Cause yeah. If every band brings out thirty something people, like yeah. you're gonna hit it. Yeah. Um, and I remember it was the second out of three, so they weren't the headliner. Um, and it's always the headliner's job to make the poster. What we do is yeah. we tell the headliner of the night. Make a poster, make it as cool as possible. Mm-hmm. You can use the 40-watt logo if you want. And then yeah. we print out, like, 10 to 20 of them for yeah. them and then just give them to them. From around um, town and stuff. Exactly. I didn't know you guys print them out. Or do you get, like, you guys have a printer or you print Sometimes. them? Sometimes. Oh, okay. uh, there's just a print shop that's, like, Very right cool. across the street from the 40-watt. Gotcha. Um, yeah. But, anyways, we had, I remember I got a text from one of the guys in the headlining band saying, like, hey, because he had already sent me the posters, this beautiful poster, super yeah. excited to put it out everywhere. And it was like, hey, like, are we are we not headlining this show? And I was like, uh, <laughs> yes, you are. What what are you what are you talking about? And he sent me a picture, like the second band of the night. So the one that was gonna like play before them, uh-huh. like made their own poster, entirely different design and everything. <laughs> had them as like the headliner. And I was just like, holy cow, what am I supposed to like? I just texted the guy saying, like, yo, why'd you do that, man? (laughs) Like, I could tell, like, he didn't mean it to be snarky in the slightest. He wasn't trying to be rude. He just didn't know that, like, that's not what you do. So it's just, like, little things like that. So honestly, 
after like the first like seven or eight shows, I've got pretty used to just having to Little send a like big that. email of just yeah, like details, intro stuff, gotcha. especially for bands that you don't think have played much before. I could see that. I, I imagine it's a little bit aggravating, like just people that don't really understand, I guess, like the process. And, and there is a lot of que- like as a band, sometimes it's like like questions for days. You're like, mm-hmm. man, are we doing this? How long will you play for? Yada 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 yada. And it's totally understandable. Yeah, yeah. I, I just there. I try to keep them to a minimum though. <laughs> Like, whatever I can do not to get on this guy's nerves would be cool. <laughs> yeah, especially with sound people. Um, yeah, because they, they just want to go home. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when we're sound checking, like, it, it took me a little long to sound check the first time. I felt kind of bad. I was like, well, we should have been more ready for the sound check even. You know what I mean? Because I know those guys. Those guys are all super nice there, too. Everybody at the 40 Watts awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know his name. He's got blonde hair. Uh, anyways, he's a sound guy there, and he, he was super nice, super nice guy as well. And like, I was Gary's like, the main guy. He's yeah, incredible. that's it. It's Gary. Yeah, mm-hmm. Gary. Okay, yeah, he's super cool. Like, uh, like I, I try. I see some bands really dragging ass at sound check. Sometimes I'm like, God, these guys want to go home, man. Like, they don't want to sit at this venue all day. They get, they're working. You know what I mean? So and people don't like understand that. that like the the crew that's like handling the sound can yeah. leave. Like after yeah. they finish sound yeah. checking, they don't necessarily need to be there. It's so like mm-hmm. the longer that you take the sound check is just the longer that they have yeah, to be there. Yeah. They don't have to be. Yeah. That's, that's, I saw that a couple times. Like, Hey, you guys might want to come on. <laughs> maybe you shouldn't run your whole EP at sound check. Yeah, maybe. Exactly. Plus like so many of these sound people like literally do it from night to night. Yeah. Like, yeah. They get tired of, tired of yeah. dealing with young yeah. college kids who have no idea what they're doing. I believe that. I believe that. I know from experience of being one of those <laughs> college kids who have no idea what he was doing. So I'm you learn as you go, though. I mean, that's that's part of the process, I assume. Mm-hmm. So any other, would you have any tips for, actually, one second. Let me check and make sure we're still filming. iPad life. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at gold. Give him a little wave. Nice. How's everybody doing? <laughs> All right. Okay, would you, what I was going to say is, do you have any tips for bands? You know what I'm saying? Like, we're kind of covering them now, but like, for the booking process and maybe tips even the venue. for bands or yeah. for people booking for the bands as a booker I, booker I don't think that's the right word but um you know what I mean like tips on how to be a better bookie does that make sense yes um, venue etiquette stuff like that maybe just be as nice as possible mm-hmm. come as prepared as you possibly can be and I know it's kind of like cliche advice uh, but just having that's your setup advice. as clean and simple having the mm-hmm. bare minimum amount of gear and know exactly what you're doing when you get up there like. It might help to like draw out a stage plot before you go out uh-huh. and know I've exactly what you need. Um, Is that a good idea, you think, for, for bands to have their stage plot printed out and just give it to sound guy? Yes. Oh, totally. Yeah. Most big bands will come in with that. Obviously, I mean, if you're just like a three-piece guitar, bass, drums, yeah. it's not all that important. But I mean, if you have more Five gear. Pieces, yeah. Keyboards yeah. and stuff. And still, I mean, even if you have a three-piece, but like you have like a specific amp setup or something like uh-huh. Sound guys want to see that. Like, if, okay. it makes it a lot easier on them. Yeah, I think we had to. Uh, I would speak. I can only speak for myself, I guess. But like, I had the problem of like assuming that they already know. Like, everybody at the venue knows what my band does, and like they know our whole history, but that, they don't. Yes. You know, they, they don't. I've care. made that same. You know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, they're gonna know we're a five piece, and my buddy's on the left side. Like, no, they don't no, fucking care. Most they of the have... time, they won't know anything until yeah. the day of. Just so because they right. have so many other bands yeah. going on each night, they'll have multiple artists. Like, exactly. they can't keep up with how, it. How could they? You know what I mean? So. That's good to know. The stage plot. That and social media. If you're trying to get booked, social media is like one of the most important things. You mean things, like as in being active on it or being like super big on it or as in like just promoting on it? Honestly, just having high engagement. Any of those options works fine. I'll admit. Uh, so like as we were talking about before, um, it's kind of sucked. Like some of the 
bigger, more popular artists we've had yeah. come through, like especially from just Spotify listens, yeah. uh, haven't had as good of shows as like smaller college yeah, bands. Yeah, local had. bands. Um, just because so much of it comes down to like how many people you have in a specific city. Like it doesn't matter how many people you have yeah. who are fans. If they aren't in that city, Gosh, like, yeah. it doesn't really matter. Like you could sell out something in Athens, but you can't sell out something in Mississippi. Kind exactly. That sort of thing or opposite, you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. precisely. And it's it's sad, honestly, sometimes yeah. because you'll see these like really, really impressive bands that you know can sell out places other places yeah. play at the 40 Water in Athens and like there are 15 people there. You know? <sighs> That's such a bummer, yeah. But like looking at social media, especially Instagram and seeing like, oh, here they're playing in front of a packed house. Like yeah. that's a band that's that I good. would try to book for okay. sure. That makes sense. Because I mean, that can mean more smart. than Spotify listens, especially if yeah. it's at a venue and where you're booking. Like if I see that they played like some fraternity house mm-hmm. in Athens and like mm-hmm. it looked like a rager of a show, like they're probably going to get. That's a good tip know. right there. Okay, see. That makes sense, like just like tracing back your ticket sales. Um, what was I gonna say? I think it's more important. I, I've thought about this a lot because, like, we all like I don't know if you do, but like most artists, I guess, like we romanticize the whole playlisting thing. Like, I want to get playlists. I want to oh, yeah. get a million streams. But like, it doesn't fucking matter if they don't come to the show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to be opposite. I'm trying to get people to come to the shows, and I don't care if I have a thousand streams. You know what I mean? As long as as long as people come to the shows, I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's I want to build the live audience, and I think people try to skip that nowadays. You know what I mean? Like they mm-hmm. just want to have their hit, and oh, we got it now. We're good. We got a million streams. See ya. Well, that's kind of where the music scene went over the last like fifteen yeah. or so years. But I mean, obviously, there are people who know far more about this than I do. But over the last like ten or less than that, like five years, as yeah. streaming's become more relevant, mm-hmm. I feel like more people have found like, oh, okay, we we need play live yeah i can see that's that. where you make most of yeah. your money nowadays i think now that people have realized that streaming's not the big coin i guess um like you have to play live which mm-hmm. is great i think that's cool and i think it's incredible yeah it's awesome like yeah it, i don't think it matters your style of music i think the ultimate showcase of what you're like as a musician and as a person is mm-hmm. your live show i completely agree like yeah. jam bands are fun like i love seeing jam bands live but even if you're going to see like an indie rock band like an uh-huh. alternative rock group yeah. or just like a rock and roll band like you have to be able to put on a show live that's so true that's 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 like, like ridiculously true you know like what it, i mean exactly <laughs> like if it doesn't hold up live none of it matters mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i think it's awesome to make really really beautiful studio music and to spend time like layering guitar mm-hmm. parts and everything mm-hmm. and just making everything as beautiful exactly yeah but and obviously, not all of that is expected in the live mm-hmm. in the live version of it. Yeah, but it's it's disappointing, honestly, when you go to a show for a band that you really really like their studio yeah. stuff and like it's just it's flat. You know, it that's doesn't true. Have the same kind of energy. I can see that. I kind of worry about that too. Like sometimes I'm recording stuff. I'm like, hey, is this gonna translate? Like, is this gonna work? But then sometimes I gotta. I kind of think of them as. I I I go back and forth with this, but like I go back and forth between thinking they're separate entities and they're not. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm trying to lately keep it to where I can still play it live. Not to make it all about me, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. do you do that? Where, where would you be on that? You try to keep uh, it as live I'm as possible? right with you. Okay, cool. I want to make it so, like, so uh, we're working, Alien Funk Academy. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about event. that. I got that on the to-do list. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, it's funny. Like, when I first came to college, I was obsessed with, like, Pink Floyd and making beautiful sounding yeah. studio works. Spending a year in the stew. Exactly. And now it's like... <laughs> I want to make something that we can do live and have it have the same effect. Um, like I'm a big guitar solo guy. Like mm-hmm. I love doing that Me kind too. of stuff. 
Um, but it's ironic, like on, on this album, like I'm thinking like, okay, I don't really want all that many solos. I want all the sections to be like these tightly knit sections yeah. that all go together with the, with the transitions that work perfectly. Um, that's interesting. That's growth, man. Hopefully. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's cool. Um, I'd say so too, man. I, I've, I've liked, uh, what I've been trying to do is like take a song, write it, work on it with your band, play it live tweak it and then record it mm -hmm. that's the kind of thing i'm trying to do you know, like see what the audience likes about right. it cut out dead weight or make it longer if you need to whatever that's i think the that's the easiest a cool way to way tell to yeah i think so too and the studio man like i've only recorded one song live like that but i was like dude we're fucking done I was like dude that took no time that can be <laughs> like, some of my favorite songs yeah, yeah. The ones that were just recorded all those, live. those great albums that are live you know and it's like damn i used to spend like yada 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 on guitar and then i do fucking 200 takes and then i do the drums fucking 50 times it's like Damn, we just we just did that in three takes. Like, let's mm -hmm. go home. That was awesome. That was great. There's something special about being able to play with your bandmates at yes. the same time. Like, yeah. I don't know about you, but I absolutely hate like just putting on the headphones and listening to the track back <laughs> and like playing down playing your parts. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it just sucks compared to like being in the room with drums. You know, like there's totally. nothing like actually being in the room with a drummer. I agree. And you can feel it as opposed to there's just a push hearing pull. it. Yeah. Push pull. I've been. I've, this has been a lot of my songs were individual. And I, I'm not, I don't hate them that way. I, I, there's a lot of records that were made separate like that, that I love, mm. but I want to start making them more like, like you say together. So there's a push and pull. If anything, you get the drums and the bass, just like, that's what it's about catching, you know, mm. it's pretty cool. I think. So yeah, that's, I, I almost talk about that every other podcast just cause I love it so mm. much. I love talking about the whole recording and like, oh yeah. Should I record individually or as a band? <laughs> and I go back and forth between two because some albums I love that are individually. Yeah, they're they're they definitely both have their place. So yeah, I forgot where I was going with that too. What were we talking about? Just I don't know, but one thing it uh, led me to. Um, I realized part of the reason why I love live music so much mm -hmm. is just because it has the the natural echo and reverb on it. Just because like most most of the time you'll see live bands set up uh, microphones like on the stage and sometimes in the audience just so they get mm -hmm. like the ambient sound and sometimes when you're listening to studio music yeah. it doesn't have that same kind of yeah it's like all artificial reverb and field exactly i've been interested in that too like echo chambers and reverb plates like real ones mm -hmm. like i've wanted to record with stuff like that and, and just the room catch you, you know your room mics or whatever i think stuff like that's super interesting because mm -hmm. like if you catch it on the room mic, you're not fixing anything you know what i mean like it's mm -hmm. there which i think is pretty dope i like on uh live recordings when they have two mics facing the crowd I want yeah. to be able to hear everything yeah. the fans are doing. Yes, because I have I have one live recording of us and, and we don't have it. The crowd sounds so quiet and I can't really tweak it to like make it a little louder even, you know? And I'm like, damn it, I wish I could just hear what that guy just said to me to Part relive it, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But yeah, anyways. Um, recording, talking about bands. We were talking about something I was going to mention. We were talking about 40 Watt. We we're going to talk about Alien Funk Academy. Yes, mm. that was it. That was it. Okay, okay. Lost my train of thought there. All right. So how did this start? And run me down on the whole mission members origin story thing. You Word. Know? So uh, ironically, actually, um, so right now it's just me and one other guy, Matthew Meganson. Mm -hmm. um, and he was actually the drummer in Peter Street. Peter Street. Okay. So you guys are back around to each other. Yes. Gotcha. Um now we actually live together, so it makes it very, very convenient <laughs> for making music. Um, and I actually remember he came up with a with the idea for the name Alien Funk Academy That's a cool name, yeah. back then when we were with yeah. Peter Street. 
And I remember, like, we we had just written this song, and it was, like, kind of like a weird, more psychedelic vibe thing, uh, which is the stuff that I like to write and come up yeah. with. Um, and he was like, all right, this song needs, like, a weird, weird name. Like, what if we named it Alien Funk Academy? And I was just like, <laughs> what the fuck did you just say? Like, that was the coolest thing I think That's I've ever heard. That's a cool name, man. Thank you. Because um, it fits the vibe, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, from what I've seen on you guys' live stream, I think I – or maybe it wasn't live stream. Maybe it was just a video. But um, You've I done saw like it. two of those live or the Instagram lives that like yeah. become just a video yeah. on there. I saw it. And I was like, all right, that name fits in perfect. That's that's nice. Okay, and okay. I think you guys have a logo now. Kind yeah, of. he came up with it. Cool uh, little alien guy, right? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty it. sweet. I like it. I like it. And well, what happened to Cannon? Is Cannon still in the band? So Cannon left. I think he wants to focus more on um his singer songwriter stuff. stuff. Yes. Okay, exactly. that's understandable. Which is like incredible. It's, yeah. I don't know if you listened yeah. to much. He's of been it. on the podcast. He's uh, awesome. Right. Yeah. He's he's very very talented. Such a nice one guy. of the best guitar players in Athens. He is man. He does cool slide stuff, and he is very like just an interesting way he plays. I think. And he just picked up um, playing the lap steel like out of nowhere, and then started playing with uh, another one. He's got like a big cello in his house. And yeah. I was like, damn. I think brother. he started out on. Uh, double bass, maybe I'm not yeah. entirely certain. I but... saw he was playing lap steel in the maybe it's a, I guess it's a dead cover man. Yeah, right. Another okay, one. Okay, okay, and that's like, is it a guy named Will in there? Yeah, right? Will Ruff. It's like some of the family Sherwin. recipe guys, and then Sherwin. Too. Okay, that's cool though. I saw they played somewhere. I was like, damn, I wish they're they... awesome. We've had them for a couple of our uh, parties in my house. Yeah. Okay. I will. I want to see them. Hopefully, we can have some shows soon and do that. They're a good time. I remember we had them like several several months ago. And was it in like December? Didn't you guys do one then? I couldn't make it. I remember no, we talked it about was, it. It was before that. It was yeah, that was a different different party. Um yeah. but we had them and I remember they're only supposed to play for an hour and a half. And like for that hour and a half, like people were coming up to me and saying, like, yo, like this band is so good. Like, where'd you find them? Blah, blah, blah. And then they ended and like, but the party wasn't done, you know what uh -huh. I mean? Mm -hmm. And I just went up to them and I was like, holy cow, is there anything we can do to get you guys to keep on playing? So no problem. They kept on going for like, an, like another hour and a half. Damn. They basically doubled their set, just like doing old dead covers. And they're like, well, I mean, we could, but we'd probably have to have to jam for a while. And I was like, dude, like that's the greatest <laughs> thing I think I've ever heard you say. Go ahead, man. And it was it was perfect. Like yeah, they just so jammed it. for the while. They probably only did it like five or six songs for that next <laughs> for like hour, hour and a half or whatever. Jeez. But like it was perfect. Yeah. Like the, I mean, all those guys are just such good musicians too. I can see that. They're yeah. all like music school students. Know I can how to play that, yeah. everything out yeah. there, just they pulling out different tricks. That's awesome. I want to see them because they're cool. I know Sherwin's nice guy and uh, Cannon. I guess hell of a drummer. Yeah, he is. He really is, man. I love watching him. Um, I don't know if you. I think you were at that show, the Underground Spring House at the theater. Mm. That was such a great show. I thought oh, that yeah. was great. We talk about that one all the time. I was blown away. They put on yeah, such did, a man. show, like an actual show. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like not just a band playing. Like they, they had, like, put on like a the balls show. and stuff, throwing different... them out. Yeah, it was. It's, it was great. It was really great. We their cover about... selection was just. Spot on. It was too. nice. It was nice. I remember that was my first night working at theater, and I was like, "Holy shit, man! This is nice." I was like, "Wait, so what do you do at the theater?" I don't think I've ever asked. I'm that. um security, and you know what I mean, security yep. in theory, but like cleaning up, checking doors, sitting by the stage, making sure nobody gets out of hand, make sure mm -hmm. nobody puts their drinks on the stage, yeah. that kind of stuff. I like it, but uh, I actually talked to my manager. Uh, he was on the podcast like a month ago. And um, he said no real word on opening back up yet, but like maybe April, like maybe maybe. And I had proposed to him the um, the selling uh, one third amount of tickets to keep everybody distance or whatever, and mm. charging three times as much 
And he, I think it was him that told me that it's really not about the ticket money. It's about the drinks, right? That yep. are, that you guys make. I mean, that's how most friends make off the bar, the right? Okay. See, I wasn't completely aware of that. I mean, I had an idea of it, but now I knew it for sure, which is good to know. Mm-hmm. I feel like it could be doable, though. Like, wouldn't you? Would you go to a show if you had to pay three x as much and there was one third as many people there for social distancing? Do you think uh, you would? Right now, I would do just about anything. I think I would too. I, I mean, especially in the George Theater, like the most I've paid for a regular show, mm-hmm. like twenty bucks. Yeah, or so, twenty, like, maybe twenty five. I love the theater. Theater's fun. Oh yeah, I wish they'd open place. back up. And I'm well. How about the Donia though, man? How bummer. You ever played? R.I.P. That was the first place I played in Athens. Rest in peace, Donia, bro. I played that that like was so sad. Five or six times. No, it was a bummer for me because I never got to play there. I was oh, to... you never got to play the Caledonia? Yeah. <laughs> never got to play. <laughs> I somehow you played we... at the forty five before you did the <laughs> Somehow I skipped around there. Thanks, thanks to you. Bless up. Thank and um, what was I gonna say? Uh, we were booked to play there finally. I was like, yes, finally going to get to play the Donia. Little bitty room. It's awesome. I can sell some tickets in here and actually feel like a big artist. Oh, yeah. And um, it was March 23rd, and COVID hits like March yep. 7th. I had a show. I think it was Hotel Fiction that was going to be March 22nd or 23rd. Yeah. And, At the yep. 40? Yep. Oh, dude, such a bummer, dude. Such a bummer. So close. I love that space just because you can fill, you can have like 35 people there and, and it's it looks lit. You know what I mean? Packed. Yeah, it's like nice in there. You're like, let's fucking go. Plus this is the a fun sound quality. The sound's great. Incredible. We always talk about this. Yeah, it was. it's such a great sound for such a small venue. And I was wondering, I was like, dude, they've got whoever bought this out. I think it was uh, Church Bar or whatever. Yep. They got to keep the music going in there. Come on. Now. I have not stopped saying that. That's There's no way they're going to tear out all that no. stuff and just, you know what I mean? Like, why would they? they surely. I really, bands. if I had to guess, I'd say it's yeah. they're gonna leave it as like a venue. I mean, put cover bands in there or something. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean, do something with it. Don't tear all that shit out. That was such a great room. And I think it it, it used to be the forty watt. If you read about this, yeah, any? back yeah, okay. in like the eighties, which I think I think that's very cool. Mm-hmm. I think stuff like that. There's is a lot of history really in the room. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I almost had a whole episode on the Caledonia because it's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Bunch of like crazy. Like I love getting on Facebook and. Uh, searching around for bands that have played there in like the 80s and shit like Red Hot Chili Peppers and just what I didn't know that yeah they played there man see stuff like that's crazy are you on Facebook there's this good page on Facebook you need to get on you would love it it's called it's called um, let me look it up for you right quick it's called Athens Georgia Old School are you in it by any chance no I don't think so I'll send you a link for it it's I tell everybody to join it it's called Athens Old School and it's like from um like nineteen ten to nineteen nineteen ten yeah wow. yeah so there's there's some old people in there it's like all old people but dude they talk about like shows and they like post pictures of their ticket stubs and like all kind of crazy shows at the theater from like the seventies and stuff that you oh. just never would have known if came mm-hmm. there like what's another one ah oh, god there's so many but like Red Hot Chili Peppers was one I was like what the mm-hmm. fuck they played the Dunya yeah, that's crazy isn't it oh yeah well did you hear about how um. The Foo Fighters were supposed to play at the Dude, Lot. I forgot. I'm so glad you mentioned this because I had forgotten about this. Holy shit, man. It's gonna be I'm pissed surprise. about this, man. That was going to be so sick. Oh, yeah. And it was it was like a while ago, too. It was like April, right? Yeah, it was going to be April. And I, I just heard about it a few weeks ago, man. That's fucking nuts. Did you know about this? Dude. I didn't until they released it. I was it, say, was, it, was only, it was only Valina. I did that have been, and it was going to be a surprise, right? Like mm-hmm. they show up that night or like that week, do you or know? like a couple days before. The, the flyer was pretty sweet. Did you see the flyer? Oh yeah. I was like, oh my god, that'd have been so sick. Just a band like I think that's just so cool for a band on the level of the Foo Fighters to do yeah. that. Yeah. Like that's 
That's what makes I those have venues so cool. much respect yeah. for Dave Grohl, man. He's one of the coolest people out there. He seems like the nicest guy in the music industry, maybe. Oh yeah, entirely. And like, dude, like, I'm pretty. Wait, have you read that article? Which one? Dave Grohl, the nicest man, or I think it's that. Uh, someone said it in it our Emma's chat. Yes, I did read yeah, it. Yes, it was super interesting. I know what you're talking about. I haven't read it in a while, but it, it was. He's got a fascinating way he talks, kind of. But I think why well, don't I, if I was arena band, I feel like I'd do that. I mean, I know it's easy to say, yeah, but like, dude, like, like that, I feel still. like, like if I was playing arenas, I'd be like, fuck, dude, let's do a show at the Forty Watt in Georgia Theater. That mm -hmm. would be so sick, you know what I mean? Because they're an arena sized band, and I mean, that's what kind of makes those venues special. It's like, dude, the arena sized band will come play here, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And sometimes they will. That shows yeah. you how special it is, man. That's my favorite part about the Forty Watt. Like, they brought me on to book tiny, tiny bands that yeah. no one's heard of. And they also were going to have the Foo Fighters. Like, <laughs> you can't beat that, man. That's no, awesome. No, no. And it's got such a good vibe in there. And just like, I love the whole history of it. Like, I love mm -hmm. like getting online and looking up like details about the Nirvana show when they oh, played yeah. there and stuff like that. I don't know if you do that, dude. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's like, I wish there was like a catalog of like uh, who's played the 40 watt. Well, like back in the pool room, have you been back to the pool room? Like, when you're looking so. at the stage, um, it's like that room off the left. Okay, so you go in through the back. You're looking at the stage. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we like put our gear the over there. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. They have a bunch of old posters from Do they? like old, old shows like B-52s, Panic. That's awesome. Um, Pylon stuff. They have a Queens of the Stone Age one That's that one cool. of my old roommates actually found for me, like found a print of it yeah. and gave it to me for my birthday once. That's One sick. of the greatest gifts I think I've ever gotten. Yeah. Uh, Queens of the Stone Age, 40 Watt. Was it with Dave on drums? Or do you know? I think it was a little after that. Because he was just with them for their first album? album, right? Yeah, one, I think. Um, It was like in the late 90s, I believe. But just such a cool, such a cool mm -hmm. poster. That's awesome. I love stuff Pearl like that. One. There's like, I don't know if you've seen the one. I always talk about this one, the uh, Pearl Jam at Legion Field. Have you seen the oh, poster for yeah, this one? Yeah. I think that's so cool, man. I, I can't like that. even imagine like Dude. Pearl Jam playing in the middle Dude. of our campus. Like, I wish I wish they still did shows at Legion Field and Stegman Coliseum. Yeah, for real. What's that, been up with that? I don't like. Know. Apparently the acoustics in Stegman are terrible. There's like a lot of reviews. Really? Like Dylan came to Stegman and um, apparently the acoustics were terrible. That was like the reviews for the night. Well, I've but heard I don't that about lots of big yeah, arenas. Like just because I mean they're not built for. Yeah, they're definitely music. not made for it. But I'd still go see it. I mean, as long mm -hmm. as it wasn't like unbearable, I'd go mm -hmm. see a cool band there. Of course, I wish they would do that. That'd be fun. Mm -hmm. But uh, anyways, oh, I was gonna another thing I was gonna ask you. Are you still in fraternity? Yep. Okay, so what is the scene there? I don't really know anything about that whole thing. Like, are they still doing shows? Fraternities and stories? Uh, not Do you know? Not nearly as many yeah. as we used to. I mean, I kind of took over the position of handling most of our uh, like live music bookings for whenever we'd have like tailgates or yeah. like, socials. I mean, that's like, like an every that. weekend thing last year, though, right? Or, yeah, like yeah. multiple times per week, and oh like God, I would like depressing. lose track of some of the bands, and it was just I didn't realize like how much fun I was having because I just <laughs> I met so many people in bands in Athens, and I mean, as a little side note, one of the things that I've noticed is the coolest people tend to be the ones in bands. Yeah. Uh, so I just like I got to know like all these insanely cool people. Yeah. Uh, and then now we haven't. I mean, we've had like two or three band parties maybe That's i mean depressing. most places most for i don't think any um fraternities or stories are allowed to have any uh, yeah. like events at the house so we've been doing some more like in off-campus locations like oh uh, okay that's cool that's a cool way to do it i didn't i didn't realize that they weren't allowing them to i kind of wondered if it was still a free-for-all out there because uh i know they they like do 
do uh, shows in like their yards and stuff. Like they get stages, like big stages and big mm. bands would come. I was like, damn, that's awesome. I wonder if they're still doing that. Cause that's not, not so much anymore. Yeah. I would have invited you if we, if <laughs> you totally should. <laughs> Who was the last band you had at your house? I really wanted to come. I think it was, was it family recipe? I feel like it was last <sighs> fall. It was cold outside. Constant, I think. How are they? I've only seen them once and they were, they were pretty cool. Oh, they're incredible. They seem like such nice guys, too. Oh, yeah. I've got to know some of them. I was going to, they were going to play the 40 watt sometime. No. In, like, I remember you guys April talking after. about that. Yeah. I was so excited because we were going to keep it as a bit of a surprise. Yeah. It was going to be by far, it was probably going to be the biggest show that um, I had put on myself. And I was like, holy cow, Let's how am go. I doing this? What is? What am I doing right <laughs> now? And then everything happened. Um, but we've gotten them for um, part, or obviously pre COVID. We got them, I think, two times since mm. um, I was a freshman. And they're just some of the coolest guys. Yeah, they seem so easygoing, and like yeah. uh, they have a great following. It seems like, mm -hmm. and appropriately so, they have good songs. I like their album Peel. Have you listened to it? Oh yeah, yeah, it's great. Nice guys. I like Sam. And, I uh, wasn't gonna see him for New Year's Eve, but yeah. they had to cancel a couple days. So depressing, before, understandably. I just had to cancel two shows this month, bro. Mm -hmm. It's really, really getting on my nerves. Really getting on my nerves. It's getting old. <laughs> it's getting real old, man. I feel like April. I keep saying April. I feel like April is gonna be game on, baby. What do you Hopefully, think? I. The only thing that I think at this point is that I have no idea what I'm talking about. I remember, like, over the summer thinking, oh, like, we're definitely going to have shows by the time school rolls August. around. Yep. So I remember I sent out several messages saying I want to do, because it was after um, a lot of the Black Lives Matter protests, yeah, I yeah. want to do some kind of, like, um, I remember this. like BLM yeah. benefit show. And and I want to have a couple, like yeah. like a concert series mm -hmm. uh, and just have different kind of, like one idea. with like metal music, one with like rap and R&B, yeah. like just one with EDM, like as many as we could put on. And then obviously that yeah. that happened is the Depressing, thing. yeah. Uh, but hopefully we'll be able to do it at some point. I think so. I still have hope. still have hope we'll get back in the Me game. Too. Get back in the game. But yeah, I think that's all I have for it. Do you. Do you have any favorite bookings or any favorite bands you've booked or favorite booking moment because it's like you're throwing a party oh yeah that's it's, what i love most about yeah it. that's say, how i describe is it that your people. favorite part because you're pretty much the guy who's got the party and it's your house and you're like yeah well this you're flattering fucking, me for sure this but kicks ass it really does there really is no there's no better feeling than walking around the night of a yeah. show and like just seeing people have a good time yeah. because like i've had some of my favorite moments of my life like just at live music shows and yeah totally i remember thinking like I, i'm just so glad this happened like i'm so glad <laughs> like this was made a thing into a thing that i could do tonight and just being being able to be on the other side is incredible yeah. uh with that being said hotel fiction i think might be my favorite band to have booked really um, nice and, ladies oh yeah super yeah. super nice yeah. girls um not exactly my my style of music we yeah. went through what i like earlier yeah. but um with They're that great. being said i really think they are one of like the top three best quote Athens bands right now. I'd say so too. Um, Easily, like they're they're gonna be huge. It seems like. Oh yeah. To me, in my opinion, they have the music for it. They have the potential for it. They have the talent for it. They have the marketing skills yeah. they need. Like they and have they're super it all. nice. That's always a oh, plus. Yeah. yeah. Super super easy to work with. But I remember like so I've booked them I think twice. Um, mm. And the first time like I didn't know them all that much. Yeah. Uh, they they came onto the scene so quick. Yeah. You know and they I mean? weren't they weren't an old group at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And I remember that at that point was the biggest show that I'd booked. Mm -hmm. It was like right under 300 people, which was already like a mindfuck. I was like, yeah. holy cow, this is awesome. That's a like, lot of tickets, man. Because like Valina usually only expects me to get like 100, 100 yeah. a little over that. Um, 
and like they brought all, out all these people and yeah. they all knew the songs too. Like I remember like looking around the audience, and like they were singing every single song with them. And I was like, how do you do this? How do you like get a following a fan a book. this quickly? Like, please, please tell me. Oh, yeah. And then I remember by the second time, like it was that, but like times 15, like they Jeez. had 350 something people out. Again, everyone knew every word yeah. to all the songs. They're all wearing Hotel Fiction yeah, shirts merch. and everything. They make like, their own merch and shit. That's yeah, smart. they have they have it down. They yeah. they put on a great show. Also, they just they have some rock and roll to them too. Like they they do, they, they do they some do. they do like down, a lot right? of like singer like softer singer songwriter stuff. Yeah. But like they're rock stars. Yeah, they 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 move. Like I saw a video of her. I think I was at the first one, maybe, and not the second one. But uh, one of the girls was like dancing around and shit and like moving around. I'm like, I was like, all right, they got it now. The stage oh, yeah. presence is they there. Know, they're, they they're know good. they're good. They're gonna be fucking humongous, I'm sure. And uh, they're kind of they're super original sounding too. I think. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I need to have them on the podcast too. They they're such nice. They do it. It's beautiful, beautiful music. Yeah. So Everyday dogs put on a hell of a show. They did. I was there for that one. That was a fun one. That was they really always fun. do. They're oh, really yeah. fun. Yeah. They're, they're an incredible band. They're solid um, consecutive winners to mm-hmm. go see live. I'd go see them live every time I can. Them and I'm a sucker for Family Recipe. I think I like Family Recipe. Show. Yeah, I didn't get Family Recipe until I saw them at the theater. That was the first time mm-hmm. I saw them. I was like, all right, these dudes kick ass. I'm like, yep. this is dope. The little, I don't know what's the little guitar he has. The mandolin. Yeah, is that a mandolin? Yeah. So Will Ruff, uh, I think he's a violin major. I'm not entirely certain, mm-hmm. uh, but obviously, I mean, a violin and a mandolin are basically the same instrument. Potato, potato, right? Yeah. You just thing. like play them differently, and like okay. there's some specific. I thought there was a difference. string distance, a string difference, right? Because then they're different strings. Well, no, I think they have the same. They're tuned to the same notes, I believe. But the mandolin's double stringed, uh, uh, and obviously yeah, you play a mandolin sense. like a guitar, and then yeah. a violin like a violin. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, but, but he like switches over to <laughs> mandolin for to play all the rock yeah. shows, and I, I just think it's such a cool. And then they music. they still don't sing any, right? Mm-hmm. That's, really that's what but I like you wouldn't notice it. Like yeah. I remember the first yeah. time I saw him, like I didn't notice until like well into their. Like the second half, because they're it's set. super interesting. Yeah, because like they're, it's not just like people getting up there and like soloing and just going as long as yeah. they can. Like they it's have like really tasteful. Yes, like they like have melodies. everything planned. Out. Yeah, that which is super cool. And I remember being blown away. Like, damn, they didn't even have a singer and they were really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Like usually, I mean, you at least at least have to have some vocals, you know. Mm-hmm. And that was awesome. Um, do you know Quentin? I think Quentin. Yeah, man. Quentin played on a few of my songs. He's great. Oh, really? Dude, he's bass? So good. He's so good at bass, man. Mm-hmm. So good. Um. What was I going to say? Yep, I like Big Chungus, too. Oh, I love Big Chungus. Big Chungus is dope. I'm a big fan. Big Chungus is so much fun. They were, I've been trying to get them for the 40 Watt for a long time. It's just hard because everyone in the band well. is in another group, too. Like, they pull from, <laughs> what, like, AFTM. Yeah. Jackson, right? Yeah, Jackson's Jackson in Himalayan Pool Party and a cup and like fifteen other bands. <laughs> and like I, I gave him like five or six dates, like yeah. the best ones that I had because I mean I knew they would they would do really well and like they couldn't do any of them understandably Damn. because they're all in Busy other bees. successful groups. Damn, it'd be funny to see what they could do though. They're, they're mm-hmm. really fun to watch, I think. Oh yeah, and then they don't sing much either, do they? Mm-hmm. I think the one time I see him, I think Jackson sang a little bit maybe. Which they didn't need to because it was so interesting. Mm-hmm. I like I like Jerry on the keys. Oh wait, his name uh, on Facebook is Jerry. Cherry, John yeah, Cherry. Yeah. Nah, yeah. He's, he's one the of man. the best keys players <laughs> in Athens, honestly. He's so tasty and like uh, just a nice guy as well. He's super funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to get him to come out and sit in with us one time. But um, I think we can wrap it up now. It's been an hour thirteen. That flew by. Wow, that's that's Doesn't always a good like one. When it goes over an hour, I always know that I had a good time. 
Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Jim. Thank you so much for coming great. out. It's been so much fun, hasn't it? Oh yeah, for Piece sure. Piece of cake. Say goodbye to the people. See ya, everybody. Thank you all for tuning in to Jameson on the Rocks. Today's guest was Bradley Reeves, episode 20. Great time. Thank you all for watching this far. If you enjoyed it, let us know in the comments and all that good stuff. Thank you so much. We'll see you. Bye. See you. Let's have another day.